Good morning, everyone. Happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers. Um, special uh, happy Mother's Day to my mom. Uh, super grateful for you. She is the one who um, gave me the gift of faith. And so, Mom, thank you so much. Love you. Uh, we love all of our mothers. I can't help but just laugh. I just have to say this. It's tacky. But in our first reading Acts of the Apostles, our last line, it's just so funny. I always laugh when I hear it read. That last line says, even a large group of priests were obedient. And <laughs> Acts of the Apostles is not speaking about priests of the New Testament. It's talking about Jewish priests who became Christians. But I think that still applies today. It's amazing. Like, even a large group of priests were obedient. And I'm like, yeah, that's never going to happen. Today, I want to start, and today's readings are unbelievably rich and profound. John chapter 14 is where our gospel is from today. And this is after the Last Supper. And I really encourage you today, this is such a marvelous, uh, beautiful text to pray with as a family. uh, And to just enter into that in prayer throughout the week. So I don't know about you all at home. I am... I always wish that I was a handy person. I'm just not. Uh, And so I'm always jealous of people who are, people who can build things and they put things together really well. Um, I was super proud of myself this past couple of weeks because about a week and a half ago, I got a planter uh, box. And it was a pre, you know, it was a kit that you bought and you just, all you have to do is put it together. And I was like, I'm pretty good. <laughs> like, follow the instructions. I even put a sealant on it. I'm like, check me out. Did it, Lord. Because I'm not handy, and I, I'm always jealous of that. I wish I could do things like that. Uh, I'm proud if I hang something on my wall straight. I'm like, yep, still got it. Today, right now, all, so many of us, I know you all love the, all the shows on HGTV. Right? So I have a friend, Greg, who's one of these people who is super handy. He can fix anything. He can build anything. And sometimes we'll talk about these shows on HGTV. And there's all these shows where they take houses and they turn them over and they start and they look terrible. And by, you know, a half hour later, there's this perfect house. And Greg is always like, these shows make people think, oh, I'll just run down to Lowe's or Home Depot and pick up a few things and I'll just make a beautiful house. And he laughs because he thinks it's so much more difficult than that. I don't know if you dream about that. I bet you do. If you've seen these homes and you think, wow, I would love to have a house like that. I would love to have this beautiful, perfect open floor plan, right? All new appliances, beautiful view, lots of natural light. Uh, everything just, just perfect. Uh, and today, Jesus, I want you to dream with me about the perfect house. Jesus today tells us in John 14, he says that he is going to prepare a place for us. In my Father's house, there are many rooms. If it were not so, would I not have told, would, I, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? Amazing. One, one quick kind of 
interesting thought about that is that in the Jewish world, when you made a proposal to your bride, the groom would be betrothed, but then he had to go build the home for him and his wife. And then once he had finished the house, the home, he could bring his bride with him. And so some scholars would say that today there, there's something in the background of Jesus is saying to us, the church, I will not leave you behind. You are my beloved, you are my bride, and I go to prepare our home. Super beautiful. But imagine, as I was praying with this, imagine if Jesus built your house. Right? So Greg sometimes will watch these shows and he'll say, oh, that's super cheap. Like they took the easy shortcut route. They put something in there that's going to fall apart in three years. Imagine today Jesus tells us that he goes to prepare a place for us. Imagine that. Imagine if God built your house. Right, like my cabinets in my house, I have, they get loose a lot. And so I have to take a screwdriver and, you know, fix the screws and, and tidy things up that kind of are out of whack and out of sync. But imagine if Jesus built your house, right? I mean, you insert tacky priest joke here. It would be perfect, right? And you could daydream in heaven. You have this beautiful house with perfect masonry, and everything, heated floors, but probably you don't need them because the temperature is always perfect, right? And, and the, the kitchen makes food for you, except I like cooking, so hopefully it doesn't. Whatever it is, imagine if Jesus built your house. And here's what I want to point out to you today. That's how our minds go. We say, oh, Jesus, when I get to heaven, I'll take that corner room, um, garden view, or maybe ocean, and, you know, I want the, this color scheme. That's how we think of it. But Jesus here, when he says, there are many rooms in my father's house, that does not mean your mansion in heaven. In the Gospels and in the entire Bible, when it talks about the father's house, it means the temple. So, for instance, in Luke chapter 2, when Mary and Joseph find Jesus, they left him behind, and they couldn't find him in Jerusalem, and they find him in the temple, Jesus says, did you not know that I must be in my Father's house? In John chapter 2, when Jesus cleanses the temple, he says, you will not turn my Father's house into a house of trade. Brothers and sisters, this doesn't mean an abstract house with a nice ocean view, probably on Maui. That's not what this means. Jews, when they dreamt about God's house, they weren't like us. God's house is not the perfect mega mansion. God's house is the temple. And the hearts of good Jews longed for the temple. Now, I know you're thinking, that's for church people, right? At, at our school, I love it. Kids will sometimes ask me, they'd be like, Father Brian, do you live at the church? And I'm like, yep, sure do. Pew number four, don't sit there. That's where I sleep. Stay out of pew four, right? Kids think that, and they think their teachers sleep under their desks, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so you think it's kind of weird. Why would a Jew hope for God's 
house. Brothers and sisters, I hope you long for the temple. And there is an allusion here to God's temple. And here's what I really want to go for. Today, what I want you to see is there's something so much better. Jesus is building a house for you. He is. He is building a place where you can dwell. But what he wants to do today and what Peter wants to do in our second reading is he wants to turn that upside down. Jesus uses a word here in the gospel, here in John 14. Jesus uses a word that he only uses twice in the entire gospel. So he says, in my father's house are many rooms. And that word for room is monet. And it's only used twice in John's gospel. Only twice. A dwelling place is usually a skene. And that's not the word Jesus uses here. He only uses it twice, monet. And the other one is in the same chapter. And here's what he says. He says this in John 14, 23. Jesus says, if a man loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and we will make our home with him. That word home is Monet. One last verse, same author in 1 John. In 1 John, it says this, it says, whoever, 4.15, whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. 1 John 4.15. And here's the point. The point is this, is that we dream of heaven and I think of heaven, Jesus, I want to go to heaven and I want a room with sunlight and a great color scheme and a view of the mountains. But brothers and sisters, God's heavenly temple is much better than that. It's not that God is going to build this physical structure for us so much as it is that we are the temple. And the place that God wants to prepare for you is called your soul. Because heaven will be that place where God perfectly dwells inside of us. And your soul will be perfect. Instead of having a room that has the right color scheme and the perfect fixtures and a gorgeous bed and a great sitting room, your soul will be filled with joy the furniture of your house will be joy and peace and patience and kindness, gentleness, goodness, self-control, faith, hope, and love. So powerful. That temple that God wants to make is us. And so Jesus, there's a, there's a Christian I always looked up to, a guy named Rich Mullins, and he has this line in one of his songs and he, he talks about people looking for homes. And Rich Mullins, speaking to God, he says, Jesus, I am home anywhere if you are where I am. 
when I am home anywhere, if you are where I am. And my heart longs for that, Jesus. I long for that day, for that hope where I will be perfectly with you. That's what heaven is, brothers and sisters, is that our hearts will be perfectly united to God. St. Augustine says the same thing when he comments on today's gospel. He says this, he's talking about Jesus making a dwelling place. And he says, he prepares the dwelling places by preparing those who are to dwell in them. He prepares the dwelling places by preparing those who are to dwell in them. Right? God wants to prepare you. And this leads me to our second reading. And I want to challenge our mothers today. Mothers, we love you so much. And mothers, you, you love your children. It's, it's so natural, it seems like, to, to moms. Not you dads, you're total chumps. No, just kidding. But it seems so natural to a woman in a feminine heart to have such a powerful love for their children. Mothers, what do you want for your children? You want what's good. And what you want for them, what I want to encourage you, and I want you to think about this today, we love you so much. You are called to be an example to your children that the good things they are to seek Okay, so back to First Peter. God, right, mothers, I want to challenge you to that, that God wants to dwell inside of us, and we need to instill that in our children. And so First Peter, he, he challenges, he says, like living stones, be yourselves built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. God wants to make us into that temple. He wants to form and fashion us. Mothers, you are called to be an example to your children. 
where you teach them that the greater things, right, are that you and I are called to be a part of the temple of the living God. That God is to dwell inside of us. And we're encouraging our children, we're encouraging each other, that you and I are to grow into that, to desire that. That our hearts should thirst to come into God's presence. We have to cultivate that desire. Today, brothers and sisters, as, as we go through our week, as we celebrate our mothers, I want to challenge you to long for heaven, to desire not the things of earth, but to set your heart on fire for that place where God will be all in all, where it's not so much that we will have nice houses, but that the eternally perfect, true, and loving God will dwell inside of us, that we will be that temple. And so Jesus today, bless our mothers, build them up in faith, hope, and love. But Lord, we know that you have gone to prepare a dwelling place for us. And Lord, may that dwelling place be your church. May it be the hearts and the souls and indeed the bodies of your faithful ones. May our souls be adorned perfectly that you may dwell there and that we may rejoice in your house forever.